2: Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I don't know why I said it like that. That was weird. Anyway, I am LPJ, and joining me is the hooch to my turner, Hovercraft Joe.
0: So so many weird things about this (laughs) intro, like the way you said it. The way you reference the movie, we're not covering on this episode. <laughs> Spoiler alert if you're just tuning in, you, you've seen the name of the episode. We're not talking about Turner and Hooch. So, um, but yeah, I, I, hi, LBJ. Good to see you. <laughs> uh,
2: and joining us, our turn guest, guest, a lovely person, AJ's here. Hi, AJ.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for the high praise. Uh, Thanks for being flexible. Thanks for letting me jump on. I appreciate you guys having me.
2: Hey, no problem. Trust me. Of course. Uh, uh, We've had to be far more flexible with other guests on this show. (laughs) I can't even begin to explain that. Um, Yes. And we're talking about... Oh, I'm sorry. I stepped on your line. Please, feel free. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say, we're not here to talk about Turner and Hooch. We're actually here to talk about Tango and Cash. Another great duo. Um... This movie came out on December 22nd, 1989, so on the cusp of the 90s. Um, I guess and as we usually do kind of, you know, as we start off these episodes, we talk about, you know, what, what's our history in this movie? You know, what, what, do, we, what do we know? Where, where do we first see it? Um, I, and I can go. I know that I have seen this movie before because parts of it were very vivid in my memory watching it. But I must not have seen it in a long time because other parts of it were like complete like mystery to me. Like the last twenty minutes or so was like watching a new movie. I completely forgot about it. But um, definitely seen it a couple of times, um, and it was fun to revisit it. Uh, what about you, LDJ?
2: I have never seen this movie. Um, it's one of those movies that I always hear people talk about, like oh, Tango. It's just kind of in the in the in the like in the public. <laughs> domain. What do you want to call this? This is the Zeitgeist, the pop culture. Zeitgeist, that's right, yeah. yeah. It's Tango and Cash. People know Tango and Cash. I've never seen it. This is my first viewing of it. Uh, this is. It's not what I expected it to be. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it's the first time I've seen it. AJ, uh, what, what is your Tango and Cash experience?
1: I feel better after hearing your guys' like, initial experiences because I thought then we know like action isn't like my genre like that like when i think of like a joe or an lpj like i know like you guys are very experienced with the genre you know so i would assume you guys would know the film in and out because even me being kind of like on the outside of the genre i i've heard about it right and i think it's like in like sports podcast realm i've heard guys on sports podcasts be like that was their childhood so i don't know if it's like athletes that are like older than me now, like watch it when they were growing up or something, you know? So like that realm, or like everybody knows Sly, right? And everybody knows Kurt. So maybe there's that aspect too, like you have the movie knowledge, the entry level or any level, you're probably gonna know Kurt and Sly. So I think like you were saying, like heard about it for sure, but never took the plunge. But you guys saying that was like less experienced too, that makes me feel better. Cause I think initially I was like, man, like even for not being an action guy, this is probably one that I should have seen. So yeah, I, I feel better now.
2: Yeah. And you know what? When I asked you to be on this episode, I was waiting. I'm like, I know he's not really an action guy, but everybody knows about Tango and cash. I'm like, this is the perfect movie to bring AJ on because it's one of those that people know about, even if they aren't action movie fans. So that's why I thought of you. I'm like, Ooh, this is a, this is a good AJ movie to bring on.
1: I appreciate it, man.
2: (laughs) Anytime. Um, yeah, uh, uh, this is not what I expected to do, by the way. I will, re- I will rephrase that. I did you not said, expect this movie.
0: You said, mm, um, like you had something to say. But
2: nope, that's it. That's all I'm going Okay, with.
0: so the rest of the numbers on this, uh, budget is $54 million. Now, it's gross. It's one of those ones where it just has, like, a domestic, worldwide, doesn't separate them, with $63 million. So, well, <laughs> I mean, it
2: made... I have a budget I have an art au- box office of 120.
0: Whoa, I guess you got some better numbers than me with the step on my numbers.
2: Yeah, so today? I don't know. And that's the thing. There's a lot in this movie that no one's really sure about.
0: <laughs> that's fair.
2: Um so maybe
0: it made a lot of money, maybe it made a little bit of money. I don't know. Um I will okay. tell you this. I will tell you this though. The rotten tomatoes on this is 30% okay. and the audience score is 52%. So it's just a hair over 50%, which maybe seems about right. Um, now this is kind of surprising to me. So the top grossing movies of 1989, I would have thought that we covered more movies in 1989, but we, we haven't really done a lot this year. Um, the top grossing movies in 1989 are uh, Batman, which obviously has been done on the show. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and Lethal Weapon 2, which we have also covered. Uh, this movie, Tango and Cash, was the 20th highest grossing film of 1989. And the only other movie that uh, we have done, and by we I mean you, not me, but was uh, number 40, which is Roadhouse. And that's it. I would have wow. thought we would have done – yeah, I was surprised. I was ready to write down a lot of movies, and I was like, oh, I guess we haven't really hit this year that much. So
2: It kind of makes me want to just look at action movies that came out in '89 and start picking some.
0: I mean, there's a lot of, like, going through the list of, like, the top 100 grossing movies, I mean, mean, there's a lot of movies you're going to recognize and, you know, like, not necessarily action movies, but, I mean, it was a big year, especially as we've talked about many times, given our age, it was a very impressionable year (laughs) that, like, 89, 90, 91, 92 was, like, a real impressionable time for us, so you'll recognize a lot of the movies, but it is a little surprising we haven't covered more, so...
1: I feel like I wrote down in my notes, too. I kind of wanted to cheat and, like, check the box office for it. Because in my mind, and I feel like watching older stuff is cool because, like, now everything's so, like, digital, right?
2: Yeah.
1: And you just think about, like, the, like, the rental store experience. And, like, you couldn't, like, look up something on your phone and see how it was. And and granted, like, rental stores are pretty much dead now, right? But, like, to go back in time, kind of, like, you used to have to, like, look at like the artwork and stuff and like read the back and the synopsis and like see who was in it, you know, or like trailers, I'm sure like used to be like massive. Right. So in my mind watching it, I was like, it slides in it and Kurt's in it. And like both like super like charismatic and like super. I would assume at this time they were both doing really well. Right. Like super good looking dudes and super popular dudes. So in my mind, I thought that it would have killed just going off that, you know, with like how like stuff would have been marketed back then, you know, just seeing two names like that and word them out. So, like Joe saying, that surprises me. I would have thought that it would have killed.
2: Yeah. Well, what's weird is this was one of there's there's this was one of the two last movies to be released in 1989. It was this and the movie Always were the last two movies released in 1989. This feels like a weird movie to release at Christmas. It is true,
0: and I, and I didn't even think about that. The fact that like December 22nd, like this seems like a summer or like early summer, late summer movie. Like it, it didn't even click until you bring it up. But like December 22nd, like usually like Christmas movies are like a big family movie or like a prestige, like uh, award-winning movie, not
2: Tango and Cash. Yeah. It just seems weird. Like the release date is very odd for this. So I think that's part of it. You know, it was just released at a weird time. I mean, even like, even if they released it in you know, Late February, it probably would have done a little bit better because there's not a ton out then. Well, do you think?
0: And do you think? And you might maybe are going to touch on this, but does it have anything to do with? I mean, it seemed like from just a casual look that there was a lot of behind the scenes drama on this. Do you think that it, like had any effect about when it was released? Maybe it just took so long and all the issues that there were.
2: Yeah, that's my that's my take on it. Is I, I think it was probably supposed to come out, you know earlier in the year, or maybe they were going to hold it out for later in the year, but then just decided to release it to get it done with.
0: Well, let's roll into like, maybe, maybe we're kind of talking about this. Maybe you can talk about the director and maybe explain kind of what we're, we're talking about. Are you, are you able to kind of get into
2: that? Yeah. So, okay. Initially, um, the movie was directed by, uh, Andre Kanchalovsky, something like that. And Stallone didn't like him. So they fired him. That's basically they got three months into filming and Stallone like didn't didn't get along with John Peters, who was the producer who I got a lot to say about John Peters just in general, (laughs) as I always do. And um, they just didn't see eye to eye on it. And still, or I'm sorry, Stallone liked him. I apologize. Stallone got the cinematographer fired. Um, Wasn't it Barry Sonnenfeld? It was Barry Sonnenfeld, yeah. So three months in, the director gets fired because John Peters didn't like him. And like a few weeks into the production, Sylvester Stallone got James Sonnenfeld fired and brought in his own cinematographer. Ba-
0: ba- Barry Sonnenfeld.
2: Barry Sonnenfeld, I'm sorry. Uh, and got his own uh, uh, cinematographer brought in. So right off the bat, you've got two new people taking over really the two major... Producing it, elements of this film.
0: P.S. By the way, I like I like that they said that Stallone got on fire because he didn't like the way he was getting lit by Barry. It felt like yeah. that's that sounds like the most diva thing ever. Like I'm gonna get this guy fired because I don't like the way he's lighting me in the movie. Well,
2: you know what? And Stallone at in this point in time was like that. He was very controlling about how he was presented on film. And like what lines he had to say, and st- so he would constantly go in and rewrite scripts. Well, and do you think that had,
0: does that have to do with his background as a director and a writer and stuff yeah. like that? Like, do you think that's like why he? Yep,
2: okay. I think you're. I think you're right. And and I and it kind of stands the reason that he would work with producers who would let him do that. Um, so speaking of producers, you got you got John Peters, who is responsible for Batman and numerous other films. John Peters started, believe it or not, as uh, Barbra Streisand's hairdresser. (laughs) That's how he started. And he somehow convinced Barbra Streisand to let him produce one of her her films, and then he just kind of took over from there. He's also the guy that's responsible for ruining uh, Superman Returns. So he was the guy that was producing Superman Returns and had a bunch of scripts that were supposed to be written for it, Requested that Spiderman that Superman fight a giant spider, uh, and polar bears, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. Like there's a whole there's a whole thing about John Peters, um, and John Peters is also the person who produced uh, Wild Wild West, where he did eventually get a giant spider in the film. Um, but Wait, yeah, by the way, by the way, when are we gonna
0: cover Wild Wild West? <sighs> we'll bring see. you back. For, we'll bring you back for that one, AJ. Just mark it. Mark it on your calendar.
1: I'd be down, man. I love it. I'd be super excited to revisit it with you guys. Right. I haven't seen it in forever, like, since I was a kid. Yeah, like, since either. it released. I'm sure,
2: I'm sure it doesn't hold up.
1: <laughs> I, I remember as a kid loving it, but I think the last time I looked it up, people hated it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's 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 that kid bias. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, but yeah, so so John Peters... Yeah, John Peters is kind of a dumbass, and he's kind of Ruined a lot of the films, and this is probably one of them that he ruined. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of turmoil going on. Things constantly being rewritten. Uh, at one point, there's a guy in the film um, whose name is uh, Brian James. Brian James plays Raquin. Re- Re- Requin? Uh, he's the guy with the ponytail, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He yeah. had a very small part, but Stallone liked him. So Stallone's like, we're gonna write you more parts. And huh. just rewrote the script to add more of him in. So that's kind of the vibe of this film as it was being made is everything was constantly being changed throughout the entire production.
1: Can I interject a question? Yes. Of course.
2: Like it
1: makes me think of like Jordan too, how like obviously Jordan being like the GOAT, you know, but yeah. like you watch the last dance and you learn about like Michael Jordan as a person. Yeah. And maybe the personality stuff, you know, being a little bit like overbearing, you know. Like do you think a guy like Sly Like, in 89 like that? Like, do you give him a pass for being, like, diva-ish or, like, controlling-ish? Or in hindsight, is it kind of like, I don't know, Sly, like, you could have eased up. Like, how does that strike you guys as fans of, like, the genre?
2: I think, just kind of what I'm reading, just from this bit of information that I read on this film, and knowing the background, I think Stallone just doesn't tolerate bullshit. And if he doesn't like something, he's going to say something because he had nothing but glowing reviews for Kurt Russell. He said Kurt Russell was the consummate professional and loved Kurt Russell and thought he was great in this. Didn't
0: didn't I read that he uh, and this is interesting to me that he originally offered like in the Expendables the role that Bruce Willis ended up having in that he originally offered it to Kurt Russell. Like he wanted Kurt Russell to play whatever the character's name is, but Kurt Russell didn't want to do it. So that's when they got Bruce Willis.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, so that's what it kind of seems like. It kind of seems like Stallone likes the people he likes and you know, and the people he doesn't like, he doesn't keep around.
0: So, you know, enough. Um, so written by Randy Feldman, written in air quotes, I guess, from what you're, what you're saying, it sounds like.
2: Well, and that's another thing. This film has been kind of, they were sort of trying to make this movie for a very long time. So it went through lots and lots of scripts. I mean, at one point there were like something like seven or eight different scripts written over the course of like 85 to 89. One of the scripts being written by the guys who wrote Robocop, um, (laughs) Uh, Newmeyer and uh, Miller or Miner, Miner and Newmeyer. I'm sorry and, uh, and eventually they kind of get to the script um, but again it kept changing. The script initially was much darker and a much more serious film which is what uh, the original director wanted to do and what Stallone wanted to do. John Peters wanted it super campy and so they kept pushing it more and more and more into the comedy realm and so you kind of get this weird you kind of get the weird, like some of it's really campy, some of it's not campy at all. It's, it's kind of uneven as far as the tone goes.
0: Yeah. Um, music. Uh, Harold
2: Faltermeyer. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you got on him? When we when I started this movie, <laughs> I was listening to the music. I'm like, oh man, somebody ripped off Beverly Hills Cop. Turns out. The guy who ripped off Beverly Hills Cop is the guy who wrote the theme from Beverly Hills Cop. (laughs) Harold Faltmeyer wrote the music to Beverly Hills Cop and then wrote this music too, but it sounds like just like a cheap imitation of the Beverly Hills cop music. So, and we're Uh, gonna play it for you right here. Yep. It is called the theme to Tango and Cash. I think so, yeah.
1: Let's do it. we we'll
0: Deep sigh, LBJ. It
2: reminds me of, so So you're watching a TV show, right? And there's a scene in the TV show where they're paying homage to like a famous movie scene, but they don't have the money to get the rights to the music. So they come up <laughs> with something kind of similar to it. That's what this sounds like to me.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Let's, let's talk about the cast. Uh, as we usually do, I will mention, like, the four people I recognize, and then I will let uh, LBJ take it from there. So, obviously, you have uh, Sylvester Stallone playing Tango. You have Kurt Russell playing Cash. Uh, Jack Palance playing the main villain of this movie, which I totally forgot. Yves Perrette? Perret, yeah. And then uh, Terry Hatcher as uh, playing uh, Kiki. That is all I got. What do you, what do you have for me, LBJ?
2: Uh, well yeah like I said the aforementioned Brian James who is a character actor who is uh, not British uh, not Australian as you might think (laughs) he's an American Uh, he just decided to speak with a Cockney accent and Stallone liked it so they kept it Uh, but he's a character actor who's been in a million different things Uh, if you've seen The Fifth Element he's like the general in The Fifth Element Uh, You you know
0: I've never seen The Fifth Element
2: oh man that's a movie we need to do add it to the list uh, James Hong is in this. Uh, James Hong was in Big Trouble in Little China.
0: I thought I recognized him. He looked familiar to me. Yep. Um,
2: Clint Howard is the prison, oh yeah, Clint, is Clint, Clint Howard. Bird. Clint
0: Howard was like uh, Sylvester Stallone's uh, cellmate, right? Yep. The guy you wrapped the slinky around his head.
2: Yep. <laughs> uh, Glenn Morshower is in this. I don't know what role exactly he is. His name's Philip, but he's uh, Agent Pearson twenty four. Oh shoot, Aaron okay. Pierce. Yep. Uh who else is in this? Uh Michael Jeter. He <laughs> is uh he was the um the the sound guy, the guy that spliced the audio together. Okay. So he's been in like Sesame Street, Evening Shade, um all kinds of different things. He's a character actor. Uh yeah, other than that, I mean there's there's more people in it too, but they're even more obscure, so I'm not going to I will go into this.
0: Got it. Well let's do uh let's do net worth real quick. I only have a couple. Uh but let's start uh LPJ, let's start with Terry Hatcher. What do you think for Terry Hatcher?
2: She got that sweet, sweet penny from MacGyver money. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. What a hole. Uh, is that good? That sweet, sweet wasn't she in uh the Adventures of Ford Fairlane?
1: I don't know. Was she maybe? was a de- she was a desperate housewife.
2: Desperate housewife, yep. Yeah.
1: Desperate uh, Housewives was big for a while. That was real yeah, big for it was a while. huge, yeah. And yeah.
2: and she was uh uh Superman, uh, Lois and Clark. Yeah, Lois Lane. Yeah. So, so we'll say, I'll say I'll say fifty million.
1: Okay. What do you think, uh, AJ? I'll go optimistic. I'll try and ride the Desperate Housewives boom wave, <laughs> and I'll bump up to seven five.
0: Uh, it's actually fifty million on the nose. Way to go, uh, super way
2: fan, you, super
0: way fan. Way to where yeah. Go. Um, all right, uh, AJ. Let's start with you, Kurt Russell. What do you think for Kurt Russell? He's got that sweet, <laughs> sweet soldier money.
1: He had the Disney money at a point, right? Wasn't it a big deal when he got that Disney stuff going on? Oh yeah. And he's got that MCU stuff. Some MCU stuff, right? Was it Gu- oh, Guardians Two?
0: Guardians Two, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's it's tough with a guy like Kurt for me because I feel like he's like a legend. You know, I feel like the only question would be like, how has he managed it, right? I yeah. feel like the flow of money would be, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure slides going to come up though, and I would think slides might be even more unlimited. I don't know, dude. It's tough. I'll go, I'll go two fifty. I'm really bad with uh, i really bad with it, but I'll go two fifty. Okay. For her.
2: What do you think, uh, LBJ? He's got that sweet sweet movie where the donkey kicks field goals. Money. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Uh, I'm gonna say, what did you say? Two fifty. Yeah. I'm gonna go I'll go I'll go two hundred.
0: Uh you're both a little high, it's a hundred million dollars okay. for uh Kurt okay. Russell. So good for him. So all right, and finally, uh LBJ. We've talked about it before, but I'm sure you don't remember. What do you think for <laughs> Sly Sly Stallone? What do you think? <laughs> I never remember him? this. He makes he got look- that He's got that sweet, sweet Judge Dredd. And uh, cliffhanger money, which are two movies we've covered on
2: this podcast. He's got that sweet sweet stopper. Your mom, stopper, my mom will shoot money.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, he said that sweet Oscar money. Um, the movie, not the actual, not the award.
0: I mean, he has an Oscar though. He Didn't does. He does he
2: like, a, he, yeah. For rem, for uh, for um, Rocky, Rocky. Rocky. the original Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's. I think he's got a lot of money. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three fifty.
0: Okay, what do you think, AJ?
1: I feel like I feel like initially when I was doing Kurt at two fifty, I was thinking Sly was going to be three or three fifty. Like I was thinking like Sly was going to have like that slight buffer. But now I know that like Kurt was at like that one hundred spot. So I'm trying to think of like how I want that buffer to be. You know, I, I I'll will say I'll say two. Uh,
0: it's actually four hundred million dollars for uh, Sylvester Stallone. So. Doing all right for himself. Um, And then finally, kind of just, you know, how this goes. I got the taglines for this. And there's only one tagline, and it is two of L.A.'s top rival cops are going to have to work together, even if it kills them. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but would you say that they're... I feel like rival cops is a bit, like, that implies, like you know, like, I don't really think they're rivals. They're just don't work in the same precinct, you know, like, I don't know if it, it, it's fine. We've had a lot worse uh, taglines than that one. So
2: I think maybe that's my, my initial question is like, are there rival cops?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, Um. I, 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 no, I don't think so, but you know, I, I guess know. it works for a tagline. So, yeah. um, okay. Does, does
2: one cop get mad when another cop gets more pressed than he does?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, uh, before we get into the plot, does anyone have anything else they want to mention before we kind of start working through the uh, nuts and bolts of this movie?
1: No. It was free on Tubi. I, th- I think Tubi's a <laughs> yeah. super cool streaming service. I, I really didn't... appreciate Tubi.
0: I do too. You want to hear something crazy, AJ? You know what LBJ told me when we were talking about Tubi? He's like, "Did they?" He's like, do they show commercials, like ads on Tubi?" And I'm like, "Yeah, they have a they have a few ad breaks, but nothing too big." He's like, "I don't do ad breaks. I bought this."
2: Granted, I bought it my my way, which is bootlegging it for two bucks. So,
0: <laughs> but well, still, can you can you believe that he's too good for a couple of ads in a movie to watch for free? I, I don't
2: have I don't have that kind of time.
0: I've watched so many movies for this podcast on Tubi. I think Tubi's great. It's free, and there's so much stuff on there.
1: Yeah, th- there's there's some gems for sure. I feel like especially like within like the action wheelhouse and like the horror wheelhouse. I feel like when yeah. you're looking for like older like 70s, 80s obscure horror, you know, and that's kind of like more of my genre. You know, I feel like they're really good at that. And like I would hope for the action thing, they pull that as well. But I'm I'm with Joe. I'm a huge supporter of Tubi. I don't mind the ads.
2: Also, I just well, well, found well, enjoy out a mo- your enjoy your new Tubi podcast, guys.
0: Although, this is the last thing I'll say about Tubi. I just found out like a movie kind of from our childhood LPJ that I never saw that people give me crap. uh, Animated Don Bluth movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven. I've never seen that, and that's on there. You've
2: never seen All Dogs Go to Heaven? I've never seen All Dogs Go to Heaven. Remember remember when your brother took me and you and my brother to see (laughs) Rockadoodle?
0: I do. I do remember (laughs) that.
1: Um, How's All Dogs Go to Heaven hold up? That's another one. And like, as a kid, it was like the movie. Like I loved it, but I hadn't watched it in forever. U.S. And I'm almost like that. scared to revisit it. You, you asked, know, like asked, you don't want it to be tainted.
2: Yeah. Ask chops okay. about that. That was his movie. Okay. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it for the first
0: time. So I'll let you know. Um, I don't know if it'll have the same effect as like seeing it as a child, as seeing it as like a borderline 41 year old man, but you know, we'll see. I'll let you know. Um, uh, okay. Tango and cash. Let's get through this. So, Introduction of the movie, our first thing is we're introduced to Sylvester Stallone playing Tango. He's chasing a tanker truck, he's wearing a nice suit. Um, and he like he's like, There's something about how like, oh, you you can't chase this truck, you're gonna be out of your jurisdiction or whatever. He gets ahead of the truck. Maybe
2: maybe some maybe one of you could explain this to me. He puts different bullets in his gun. Um, Question mark? Well, I can explain that a little bit. Okay, I'm sorry, Dave's not here to really explain it. Okay, but that type of gun can handle different types of ammunition. They're all the same diameter, but they have different charges in them. If I'm if I remember correctly, so they have ones that are like you know half load, quarter load, full load. He probably put something that has like a full load of gunpowder in it, so it's a much. It could be a larger projectile that shoots. Farther and has a faster velocity.
0: Um, yeah, okay, fair enough. Because what he does is he gets ahead of the truck and he just stands there and he, like, shoots. He shoots his bullets at the truck. They slam on the brakes. Both guys fly out the windshield of the truck and he says, glad you could drop in. <laughs> so then, like, all the cops show up. Did you like this little bit where, like, uh, the... the um. Yeah the cops giving him a hard time about like doing, he's like, this is just full of gas. He's like, what do you think you're Rambo? And so it's like, Rambo's a pussy. (laughs) And then like, he shoots this thing and the, the, the the truck is actually full of drugs, but I don't understand why when they were looking in it, they didn't find the drugs. And then he shot a random part of it and all the drugs started spilling out. I was a little confused by that. And
2: and then he does the classic eighties lick the drugs to make sure it's drugs.
0: Oh, that's true too It's like yep
2: yeah. okay totally <laughs> now I'm gonna be high as fuck
0: and then did any of you thought think it was weird that like while I'm, I'm laughing so hard thinking about this but while the cops they're like they have this truck pulled over like Jack Palance the main villain of the movie he just drives by in a car and like he- looks out the window at what's going on he's like he's like, I'm <laughs> <upset."> <laughs> just oh, like
1: he's right there he's right yeah. there
2: why is he there? He's just driving by <laughs> in a drives by, shakes his fist like, oh, I'll get you, Scooby Gang.
1: <laughs> I do have a note
2: that says, like, I do have a note that says
0: Jack Palance, and then it slash recognizes Asian guy, who was the guy that you were talking about. James so, Long, yeah. So, okay. So that's our introduction to Tango. Next, we're introduced to Kurt Russell as Cash. Uh, he's going back to his apartment. Uh, there's a guy in his apartment waiting to kill him, and he has a gun built into his boot.
2: Question mark, yeah, that was weird, like <laughs> I feel like that whole through line about him having like weird James Bond gadgets. I feel like that was a John Peters like let's make Tango have a bunch of crazy james Bond moments
0: well and, and we'll cover okay, it when should, you get sorry. we'll cover it when you get to it, but like I have a note like you're right there's a guy that's basically like a low rent cue in this movie right yeah yeah but but like and maybe i missed it they don't explain who this guy is at all like he just sees him and he has all this stuff but they don't explain does he work for the police what is going on he just it's it was very confusing
1: to me can, can i can i share a thought off that or like kind of like piggyback off that yeah of course Like, I feel like initially when I saw Tango, it was like he seemed like the clean cut one. And like for me personally, he seemed like the one that I would resonate with less. And I feel like Cash having like the rougher around the edges appearance with like the longer hair and the more laid back thing, you know, that's more like that's my guy. Right. But then like Joe saying about like the low grade Q thing, I would associate like a Q with like a more like clean cut suave kind of guy. So as it got into that later on, I would have like assumed that if there was somebody that had those kind of connections, it would have been more like the tango with the suits and like the nicer clothes, you know, with the Q connection as opposed to the cash.
2: Yeah, it's, it's true. It was weird. You wouldn't think Kurt Russell's character would deal with any of that. And well, and they try so hard to make them completely opposite. Well,
0: that, and exactly. I was, and I was going to say the first, I mean, 40 minutes, 45 minutes of movie is just like man, aren't these guys different? They're so different. They're opposites. Like that is like the main crux of the beginning of this movie is that like how different these guys are. One dresses nice and one's a slob and like one's like, you got a stockbroker and the other, you know, it's like, like that's like
2: even right (laughs) down to their guns, like Tango carries a small snub nose, you know, six shot (laughs) revolver and cash carries a, Forty-five. Oh, thank you, thank you for reminding me. I do have a note that's like, yeah. Oh, go he, ahead. He, here's a forty-five with a laser sight on it that's, <laughs> that's bigger than the gun. That's what I'm gonna say. I have a note that says, "What is going on with Cash's
0: gun? That like laser sight is so big, it doesn't seem practical at
2: all." Yeah, I, I don't. I, like, so, I don't get it. <laughs> So
0: anyways, so like this guy tries to kill Cash, he chases him to a parking lot, and because this is a late 80s movie, you get some random boobs in this movie. <laughs> so like weird. Seven minutes into this movie and there's random boobs, there's just some people like going at it in a car, and we, we get some boobs, because it's like, you know, that's of just course, how these the a- action movies in the 80s, so... um so then, like, so, like, he ends up catching the guy. We're, we're introduced to Terry Hatcher's character. And I feel like, I mean, I remember this, but, like, they're trying to make, they don't want you to realize that it's his sister, right? Like, that's the way right. they play this at the beginning. Like, as someone who maybe is watching it the first time, you're like, oh, is this, like, his girlfriend or something? Because they never, like, right, right. And so they can play it for comedy later. But my note is, like, I think that's his sister from seeing this before, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but they definitely want you to think it's his girlfriend. Um, okay, so we talked about this, but literally, my next note says: "See, the thing about Tango and Cash is that they are opposites." <laughs> I, yeah.
2: li- I literally and, and like Stallone. Stallone cannot play a straight-laced, <laughs> semi-nerd businessman. He just he can't do it. I love Stallone. <laughs> do not get me wrong. I think Rambo, I think First Blood is one of the greatest movies ever made. I love Stallone. I even liked him in in, in Cliffhanger. But he cannot, great. Great. He cannot play a character like this. It doesn't make sense. <laughs>
0: um I also like I, I have so many questions about this movie, but maybe not in a bad way. So then we're kind of introduced to Jack Palance. He's like we we you know, he's the big bad guy. But like he's in his hideout. And, like, seemingly, <laughs> watching all this footage of Tango and Cash doing, like, drug busts and stuff, and I'm like, how, how does he have all this video footage of them, like, busting? Like It's like, it's like if you ever watch Cops, it's almost like footage from Cops. But it's like, how does he have this? Like, I feel like there's a weird thing that they never fully explain where, like, Jack Palance is into, like, video screens and monitors and stuff like that. Like, it was something about his character, but they never get into it because he's always watching stuff on video and he's got screens and stuff like that, you know?
2: Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's one of those things that they never explored properly, but it's implied that he has connections everywhere and that he can kind of see everything that's going on all the time.
0: And also, let's not forget in the scene because like they're they're he's this big drug guy. He's having a lot of problem with both Tango and Cash, and they're like, "Well, let's just kill him." And Jack Palance is like, "No, we can't just kill him because that'll just fire the other cops up." And then Jack Palance, he's such a villain that he randomly has a giant rat face just to illustrate a point in his eye
2: out. Yeah, it's real weird. He has pet rats. That they're not even rats. They're just like mice. They're just like pet mice. But it's so weird. Like he's, I don't, (laughs) why don't they just kill them? Just kill them.
0: Yeah, I don't, because he thinks that it's going to make them like a martyr. And then the other cops will be fired
2: up to catch him, I guess. I, I don't know. (laughs) They don't even know. That's the crazy thing is like they don't even know Jack Palance exists. Right. Like they have no idea that he's some head crime boss. So if Tango and Cash don't know who he is, how are these other cops who are clearly inferior to the two top cops in LA? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay. So we'll, we'll just kind of summarize this. Basically the next plot point is Jack Palance sets up Tango and Cash to make it look like they murdered a federal agent over uh, drugs and and guns and stuff. And they set them up and they doctor this audio recording and basically get them railroaded to send to jail. And they're like, well, we're going to take a plea bargain. Supposedly this plea bargain is, I think it's supposed to be like, is it like 18 months or something? And they're going to go to like, they're like, we're going to send you to a real, like a, like a basically like a country club, like a really like low security prison, so they take this plea bargain, but then they uh, actually, like, because Jack Balance is so crooked, they get sent to, like, a really, like, hardcore, intense, like, prison.
2: Yeah, like Maximum like Rikers. It's basically maximum security prison.
0: Right. And then uh, in, uh, LPJ's, What do you, I mean, he messaged me and told me this is his favorite part. Like, they take a shower and it shows both their butts randomly. And yeah. he was like... He was like, he, he messaged me, AJ, and he's like, ah, he's like, I'm finally getting into this movie. And I'm like, what part are you at? he's like, they're taking a shower. And I'm like, all right, okay, cool. Yep,
2: that's what I did. I'll show you my phone. I messaged <laughs> you. That's what I said. And then they made the drop the soap joke. And I'm like,
0: yeah. oh, it's and also, also in not the a the you guys. Also in the shower, they make a lot of jokes about the size of their dick and balls, too. Like, yeah,
1: it's like they're sizing each other up.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's like, it's a little, it's a little uncomfortable. I feel like, like, but, um, so, and then like to add it all, like they, they're cops, but they put them in general population because they're like, obviously Jack Palance has a lot of sway. Um, but it's also, did you think it was weird? I mean, this is a question for both of you that like, I thought they were going to end up in the same cell, but they, they get in like different cells Isn't that kind of weird that they didn't end up in the same cell or am I just overthinking it?
2: No, I mean it does seem kind of strange that they're not in the same cell together. Um but at the same time, you know, maybe that was part of Jack Palance's plan is to split them up so that they couldn't help each other out. Could be. Well, anyways, maybe. that's Oh, go ahead.
1: Maybe it's maybe it's like Joe was saying earlier, they're just really leaning into like how different these guys are, so like they're going to put them in different like situations you know, you're and right. they're going to have to navigate their cellmates differently. So and that's like in that build-up stage, right? Cuz like Joe's saying That, like, 45-ish minutes, I remember checking it, and I was like, I feel like I'm just getting into the meat and potatoes of it. I'm, like, halfway through. So maybe, like, Joe's saying they're really trying to push that, like, these cats are different. They engage with cellmates differently or something. That might be me reaching, trying to defend the movie, though.
0: No, I I, I think you're right. I think that's a good, because they both kind of deal with their, like, cellmates differently. And so I I think that's still, like, I, I think that's a good point. So they end up getting, like, grabbed at the in the middle of the night, and they both get thrown down the laundry chute into, like, the laundry room. There's all these comics there. And then Jack Palance is there for some reason. I don't know why Jack Palance needs to be there, but he's somehow, like, so in the shadows that they never get a look at his face, which yeah. I thought was kind of funny. Like, um, So they, they get in a fight with, like, a bunch of dudes, and they're doing pretty good for a while. I think... And maybe uh, LBJ will back me up on this, but I think Kurt Russell in classic uh, last action podcast style punches somebody in the dick. Yeah, one he point. totally That's does. Funny. He punches <laughs> a dude in the dick. Which is, a, you know, classic for the podcast. But they end up getting overwhelmed. And, like, you know, classic, like, 80s villain action movie. They just don't kill them. There's, like, some elaborate thing where they have them, like, hanging over these water vats and they're going to electrocute them and stuff like that. Like, it's super complicated, right? Um. But before they get killed, they like this guy busts in and saves them, and it turns out it's like the assistant warden, and he's Cash's former CO, like from the police force, right?
2: Yeah, no, that's right. That's right.
0: Um, that's also when we're 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 introduced to the term uh FUBAR. Uh, oh. LBJ do, LBJ, do you wanna tell everyone what FUBAR is?
2: Uh fucked up beyond all recognition.
0: There you go. And I think it comes up a couple of times in the movie. But, does. Um, so the guy that's Cash's former CEO, the assistant warden, he's like, hey, you guys, I'm going to help you get out of here. Uh, he tells him about this escape plan through like the ventilation shafts. He's like, I'm going to set you up on this work duty so you can get out of here. Um, Tango doesn't he doesn't want to go with him. He doesn't believe him. He thinks that maybe this guy's trying to set him up. He's like, uh, so uh Cash goes alone and he's going through the ventilation shafts but then like it's like a setup it's not a set setup really yeah, like setup,
2: it's like they find out that his buddy was helping him and so they kill his former CO and like send him down they kill him right there and like send yeah. him down the chute like they knew exactly where he was going to be it was yeah. weird like why didn't they just wait for Cash to come out and then <laughs> shoot him like just that's, Maybe that's, that's the whole... That's my question with this film. They had so many opportunities to just kill Tango and Cash, and they didn't do it. Just kill them. Kill them. Pick up the a gun and shoot them. I feel like this is that scene from... One of those Austin Powers movies. Shoot him in the head.
0: I I have a gun in my room. I will go get it. We can shoot him together. I mean, yeah, you're right to an extent, LBJ, but, I mean, that's just an action movie trope. Like, I mean, like, from James Bond on, the villain doesn't kill the good guys when he has a chance. So, I mean, why should this movie be any different? That's fair. Um, So, Tango shows up. He saves cash. They end up escaping. And I do have a question for both of you. Can you zip line power lines like they do? Zip line down a power line and be fine like they do? is a
2: scientist so he would know, right? It's true. I mean, if you're holding a leather belt, you're probably fine because your leather's not conductive. Um so yeah, you're you're probably fine doing it. Now, it's a jump to get to that <laughs> to get to that that power line and get the belt around without falling. That's that's where I question things.
0: I also would like to point out that the one – so, like, Cash, Kurt Russell makes it down, and then, like, uh, Sylvester Stallone Tango is going to leave, and this guy shows up, this other person to fight him, and he has, like, a grappling hook or, like, a hook on a chain that yep. he's fighting on.
1: Fighting him with the hook. Did I'm he like, say something about, like, dog stuff, too? Maybe, like, did he – was yeah. he referring to Tango, like, as a dog, or he was, like – Yeah. Like, barked like a dog or something?
2: Yeah. yeah he had like, he had him on a leash or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, is, I, it was weird and, it,
2: and that's the guy that was in the semi-truck in the beginning.
1: Oh, oh he's, he's back. He's back for more.
0: Wow, I did not I did not pick that up at all. Wow.
2: You didn't pick it up? Did you see the size of his jaw? How did you not pick that up?
0: I just thought it was someone that he arrested some other time. I guess I didn't realize
1: it was a guy from the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. but- I did all write right. down in my notes, this cat's chin is wild. <laughs> Those are a wild like, chin. I
2: thought it was fake. Turns out it's uh, not. That dude was uh, born that way. <laughs>
0: All right. Mark, mark it down, AJ. Remember when LBJ talked to me like it was a dum-dum because I didn't realize it was the guy for the front of the movie. Yikes.
1: I, I totally missed it, too. So I'm, I'm with you on this one. He
2: was so – the jawline. How do you not see the jawline?
1: Because when I saw him in the beginning, he, uh, he said F you to Tango, and then Tango said he prefers blondes, right? So I was just <laughs> taken aback by the humor. The one-liner. So, like, I didn't even register what that yeah, guy looked like. You were like.
2: laughing so hard you didn't see his face. Yeah, yeah, laughing,
1: you. eyes closed, tears flowing. Yeah, That's I just totally it. missed his appearance.
2: That's what it is. So, you know what? I'll give you guys a pass.
0: <laughs> so um, so they both escape from prison. Uh, we come back to Jack Palance. And this is where I have another Jack Palance related question. Does he have, like, a video phone? Because he's, he's, talk, he's talking to his top two lute- lieutenants. He's just... Looking at his video monitor, side to him, and I'm like, this is pretty advanced for 1989.
1: Yeah, no, it totally does. I wrote down, what's this cat story? And I feel like I wrote that down a few times. Like the main villain, like what's the agenda? What's the angle? Like I get like, you're really upset with Tango and Cash, you know, but and like you guys are saying the whole time, it's like they're not really unpacking any of this. But I feel like for me, it was a hang up. Like I want more motivation. It's true. They don't like
0: he's a drug dealer. or guns or they don't really get into like his whole operation and then like we'll get into it a little bit here when they actually go to his his base of operations it's like it's it's insane like the amount of territory jack palance has for his base anyways we'll get to that in a little bit here so they're out of prison um this is where i have the note where it's like who's this guy that cash sees Low-red Q? Like, it's so unexplained. Like, I'm like, did I fall asleep and miss when they introduced this guy earlier in the movie? But no, he's just there. Um, And then Tango, Tango goes and visits. It was like the FBI guy that, like, plants the guns on them and kind of roughs them up a little bit. And the guy tries to leave, but he gets in his car and his car blows up. So he's dead. And then Cash... Kurt Russell goes to visit the guy that like doctored the audio or like their trial. So the so they're both kind of like investigating the uh the 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 the, the.
2: <laughs> the cover up the yeah,
1: framing? That, the setup you. the framing the framing's a good word yeah
0: thank you guys I frame sure. fire we, no we got so, you So Tango had told Cash that if you got into trouble to go to whatever this club was and ask for
2: Kiki? The, the Cleo, think- no the Cleopatra Club and ask for Catherine. Catherine,
0: that's what it is. So he goes to the Cleopatra Club. Is is this
2: a strip club?
0: Question mark. Because it seems like they wanted it to be a strip club, but nobody strips in it. I'm very confused about what's going on with this club.
2: Yeah, it's weird. It's like a it's it's like an avant garde performance club. <laughs> it's really strange. Yeah, like, like like Terry Hatcher comes out and she
0: takes off a little bit of clothes, but not all her clothes, and then she's, like, doing this thing, like, playing the drums. It is so weird. Like, I cannot figure out what they were going for with this club
2: at all. I bet um, it's one of those things where, like, Terry Hatcher was like, yeah, I'm not taking my clothes off. And they're already <laughs> halfway through through filming, and they're like, okay, I guess we're gonna have you play drums. Yeah, but, like, I, and I get that, and, like, that makes sense to me, but even like the act
0: that they show before Terry Hatcher yeah. isn't, like, stripping so it's like i don't i don't know anyways this is we we don't need to dwell on this so anyways it made me so, think of flash yeah, oh, dance yeah that's good so and then like the cops show up there and i'm like how did the cops know that cash was there because they're like the cops show up in force to the strip club or whatever it is and like and he ends up getting away but it's like i'm like how why are the cops here at all like it, it's unexplained
1: um, okay. And Kiki knows that something up, something's up, right? Like, Kiki's aware of the cops and, like, their presence, like...
0: Yeah, because I, I think we're supposed to know that she recognizes Cash from, like, the whole trial that they went through. Yeah. Like, so she knows who he is. He goes backstage, we get some more random boobs because this is an <laughs> 80s action movie. Because this is the thing, there's other people walking around naked backstage. It's very confusing about this stuff, And then... Uh well what did you explain? How do they sneak Kurt Russell out of the out of this club? Who wants who wants to tackle this one?
1: I, I, I wrote a note down. Yeah, do
0: it, do
2: it. Let's let's hear your note. I I
1: I, ho- I hope this is appropriate for the cast. I wrote this cross dressing scene plus that shower scene from earlier gives us more gay energy than I expected going in. And then That's- I wrote down how has dikes on bikes aged? Yeah, and I guess that doesn't that's, describe to anybody what actually happened. Maybe that leaves them more confused. But those are the notes that I wrote down.
0: No, no. Spoil- no I gotcha. Spoiler alert. It does not
2: age well. No. The, the yeah, 80s, because, 80s are not aging very well. No. Because,
0: because that's how they sneak Kurt Russell out. They dress him like a woman. And it's like, okay, so enough that they're like, we'll, we'll dress him up as a woman to seek him out. But they have a cop hit on
2: him. Yeah. Oh, God, oh like, yeah. What? And Why then Terry this- Hatcher is dressed in, like, all leather, like a man. Yeah. It's real. It's like another one of those, oh, they're so different.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so they escape. They go to Terry Hatcher's house. She's giving him a sexy massage where she's, like, literally, like, wearing just a bathrobe, like, sitting full on his back, like, massaging him.
1: Can, I, so, can I share another note? Of course. This escalated quickly. Oh, when, yeah, when, yeah. when the massage was going down, I, like, I feel like they really jumped, you know? I feel like the intro happened backstage, but it's like we already have massage level with minimal clothing. I feel yeah, like, to like, me, it escalated quickly.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because it's not even like she's just giving a massage. She's, like, sitting straddled on his back. Wearing, like a, like, a kimono, almost, like, give <laughs> him a massage. It really does escalate quick. And then, like, a bunch of misunderstandings happen. So, Sylvester Stallone shows up, and he hears him, like, moaning, and he can't see what's going on the couch, and they're just like, oh, yeah, right there, and all this stuff. So, he's freaked out. But then they see someone walking toward the window, so he jumps over the couch, crashes through, like, the screen door, and tackles the guy. But then it turns out that it's just, um... It's his captain or is yeah. it Cash's captain? No, it's Tango's tango tango captain. Okay. So, and then I do like where he's like, listen, he's like, you guys have 24 hours to figure this out. I love that he gives them 24 hours. like the ultimate action movie cliche yep. is that the captain is like, you guys got 24 hours to solve this case. I was dying at that point. I thought that was great. Um, also, did you guys notice that, like, so after the scene with the captain, like, uh, there's a scene where Tango goes in and is talking to his sister, who we know is, and, like, in her room, there's randomly, like, a poster, yeah. like, a headshot of herself. Of herself.
2: Like, I was thinking that, I'm like, who puts a poster of themselves on their own wall? i was <laughs> so confused. I mean, you know, Alex Rodriguez, yeah, but this is weird, man.
1: So can I ask another question? Yeah, of course. I feel like this is taking it like way back, though. So if this is like too much of a throwback to earlier in the film, like just check me. So like when we first get it's like Tango, like shirt and tie, clean cut glasses and everything. And like Kiki. Right. And I feel like she was in like a very like formal, like clean cut outfit as well. And then we're having some kind of conversation like, do we remember what the context was there? Because I feel like that Kiki that I saw there seemed like she was, like, strong, independent woman. Like, I, I got my thing going on. And then I feel like Kiki that we get later is, like, she's renting from her brother. She's doing the dancing thing. Boy. and uh, Yeah, I was just kind of confused. I feel like the Kiki that I saw earlier and the Kiki that I got at that point, they felt like different Kikis to me. I was just kind of confused.
0: Well, no, it's confusing because that whole conversation they have is about how she's going on some tour with, like, dance dancing tour or something or whatever. Okay. So it, it, it's very confusing because that doesn't, like, pan out at all. And maybe it's just supposed to be, like, the trial lasted so long that that's when she was on the dancing tour. I don't know. But I, I think you are on to something there. It does seem kind of weird, like, that they maybe they had just, I mean, we obviously know that the script was a real cluster. So maybe there was just different ideas about what her character was going to be. Um, okay. So anyways, they track down the guy with the ponytail because they, he was in the prison with them. Uh, do you like, uh, LBJ, do you like that bit where they're like, uh, interrogating him and they, he puts the grenade in his mouth and they do the, uh, what do they call it? Like bad cop, uh, bad cop, worse cop. Yeah. They do that routine and they get him to like, uh, spill the beans. They find out that Jack Palance isn't, that's when they find out that he's Yves Perrette. Uh, Bad cop, worst cop. That's what they call it. Sorry.
2: So like they're already (laughs) hanging him over the side of the building, right? Mm -hmm. So he's not going to talk then. They're threatening him, threatening death on him, right? So they pull him back in and they have him tied up. And now they think they're going to, he's going to talk. And then he puts the grenade. Like he wasn't afraid of dying before. Now he's afraid of dying because it's a grenade that's gonna kill him, as opposed to a you know eighty foot drop.
0: You think that getting dropped off a building would probably be worse than getting blown up, like a grenade in your mouth? You think you just it'd be like instant death? But yeah, totally. Anyway, so he gives up, Jack Palance, and and maybe I'm wrong. You guys will probably disagree. I feel like LBJ is gonna disagree, but this to me is when this movie becomes awesome. The last like twenty five minutes of this movie. Are so amazing to me. Like they are, like every like anything you think of, like an eighties action movie is like the last twenty five minutes of this movie. So they go. Oh,
2: oh the last twenty five of this movie. Minutes of this movie is what I thought the whole movie was going to be. Like so. For this sure. is, like when I heard people talk about Tango and Cash, that is what I pictured. I pictured just carnage.
0: Yeah. So th- they go and see Low Red Q. And he gives them this, what appears to be like a minivan, right? Like, it, it looks like a minivan, okay, yeah, right? Like, like, I'm not a, crazy.
2: It's it's like a, yeah, like a, like a minivan or an SUV that's been, had the suspension raised, and it's got big tires on it. and It's got a big, like, gallon gun on the side of it? Yeah, it's just a, an armored assault vehicle. So they find out that Jack
0: Balance's headquarters is at some old, like, Air Air Force Base or something that's been like closed down. So they go and assault it, and that things just get wild. There's like all this construction. Uh, they're being chased by monster trucks <laughs> at a certain point. Which, by the way, did you see that one of those monster trucks is literally Bigfoot? Yes, just like repainted. It was yep. actually Bigfoot
2: with the actual driver of Bigfoot driving it.
0: Yeah, they're being chased by like construction equipment, and then they then they end up both driving construction equipment themselves
2: yeah.
0: um and also i have a question like they're when they're like attacking this compound i'm like why do all jack palance's goons have like matching uniforms like they're james bond villains or something did you notice that
2: yeah i did notice that it For was sure. weird it's like it's like they really wanted jack palance to be a james bond villain cuz he's essentially acting exactly like a james bond villain
0: <laughs> that's that's fair so they show up in this place And then, like, it's like, um, oh, wait, Jack Balance, for some reason, has his whole base wired to explode. And I'm like, that seems like a weird thing that he would have his base wired to explode, but he does.
2: What was really weird is why didn't they pick up guns, like more guns?
0: They each picked up one gun. Yeah, that's true. There's There's so
2: much ammunition there. They could pick up, like, four or five guns and and make sure they had plenty.
0: Also, and we learned at this point that they kidnapped – tango's sister which seemed like it was kind of thrown in like (laughs) it was like she was just there and it's like okay well like wait what (laughs) i feel like there's a deleted scene where we see her get kidnapped or something it was very weird i thought i bet there's a
2: lot of deleted scenes
0: so so then my next notes say see an asian guy that seemed like a big deal he just gets (laughs) shot like immediately and then my next note says, see other guy that seemed important. Like, they kill the other lieutenant right away. Um, and then they have a big like, showdown with the ponytail guy and like, some other dude who's like, the ponytail guy's friend. And they have like, an extended fight with them. Uh, and then they just... they." I, I, how do they kill Jack Palance? I, I have a note that says "see a Jack Palance," but I don't even remember what happens. They just shoot it. He just shoots them, right?
1: But were there mirrors? Was there something going on with the windows or mirrors or something?
2: There is something yeah, going on with the mirrors. He was holding Penny. Penny, I keep calling her Penny like she's still Penny Parker in uh, in MacGyver. Uh, yeah. They keep Kiki. Holding, Kiki. They they hold. He's holding Kiki hostage, but he's in. It's another hall of mirrors. We were talking about this in our last episode. That's um, true. And uh, and yeah, they both basically. Like, shoot him at the same time, the correct one, because, like, one saw the ring was on the oh. wrong hand, and the oh, other one right. saw something was back, the monogram was backwards. Yeah, or something. that's right.
0: They say different things. That's right. You're right. So they, they save Terry Hatcher. They run out of the building. It blows up behind him. They, like, duck down. They, there's a little bit of banter joking about how he wants to date uh, Terry Hatcher, and they joke about it. And then it's like, then they high five. Yep, <laughs> that's
2: the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh then, oh, then there's a newspaper headline that announces they're 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 back.
0: Oh, that's right. Sorry, I forgot forget, about the newspaper. You, you
2: forgot about the wrapping up wrapping things up in a bow.
0: That's true. So, but, but that's it. That that's the end. We've reached the end of Tango and Cash. Um, whew. man. Now I feel like. LBJ. I feel like the role reversal on this is wild, right?
2: Yeah, I only have one. Believe it or not, but it's gigantic, and um, well, I t- technically, technically two. Um, let me find the first one. We're to go. Uh, there it is. So. So obviously this is, this is 100% going to be a Schwartz, not Schwartz, a Sylvester Stallone movie. He was always going to be Tango. There is no question about that. Originally, Patrick Swayze was in this movie as Cash. He dropped out shortly before the film was going to be starting because he um, didn't really like the direction the film was going and decided to go be in uh, Roadhouse instead. Good for him. Wise choice. <laughs> so before they got, before they got um, Kurt Russell to be in it, they had a huge number of people. Tr- uh, uh, they were setting a huge number of people for, for Gabriel Cash. So I'm going to read these names. You let me know if this person would have been better or worse than Kurt Russell. Michael like Bean. Like Joe does or I do? or Both like you. We- you, Either you. Okay. Michael Bean. No.
1: No. Pierce Brosnan. Definitely no. I'm, I'm going to say yes, because I'm a mark for Pierce Brosnan.
2: <laughs>
1: Kevin Costner. No. Yes, because I'm a mark for Kevin Costner.
2: Wow. <laughs> better, than, better than Kurt Russell. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm just marking out for the guys, you know.
2: Harrison Ford. No.
1: No way. No. And Harrison, I'll mark for you, but no.
2: Richard Gere.
1: Absolutely not. Richard Gere, you an OG. <laughs> I guess maybe in '89 he was young, but no.
2: Now here's the one. This is this this character is clearly supposed to be Riggs.
1: Uh, yeah. So Mel Gibson.
2: Yeah, you can
0: see Mel Gibson in this movie. I think sure. you can switch him out for Kurt Russell, and it still works.
1: Yep. You guys are action guys, so I trust you guys on that one. <laughs> also, if I can go back under track I'll take back Pierce Brosnan. But I'm <laughs> but I'm still gonna say yes for Kevin Costner.
2: <laughs> okay, done. Fair enough. Uh, I think Don Johnson. I think would have been okay in this role. Now was Don Johnson and
0: Harvey Davidson and the Marble Man.
2: Yes. It was him. uh, uh, It's Mickey Rourke. Yeah, it's Mickey Rourke. That's right. Which,
0: which PS, by the way, I definitely want to do that
1: movie. Anyways. Can I ask Uh, two questions? Yes. Yes. Don Johnson, Miami Vice.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay.
1: And is it weird that I know more about Dakota Johnson than I do Don Johnson?
2: Because I, don't, I feel like she's like a
1: big deal, like in the current like movie yeah, realm. I'm
2: gonna say now it's not weird. Okay, um, but I certainly know a lot more about Don Johnson than I do Dakota Johnson. I think it okay. might be because like age-wise, because we're quite a bit quite different in age.
1: Okay, uh, I feel like you hear the you, you hear the guy's name. You know, it's one I, of those names, and like I feel like I should know more about Don. Yeah. So maybe I just need to do some homework sometimes. He was.
2: Do you ever have you watched Watchmen on HBO? He's in that, and he's great.
1: Okay. So the series is worth watching? Oh, I, yeah. I, I heard mixed things on the series. Oh,
2: I loved it. I thought it's, it's one of the best things I've ever seen.
1: But nice, then again, I, also, I should check it out then.
2: I, I love the Watchmen comic. Okay. So I, the graphic novel, I've read it, I don't know, five or six times. So I love it. Anyway, okay. Uh, Michael Keaton. I'm not done, guys. Michael Keaton. No. Pass. No, I'll pass as well. Ray Liotta. Maybe. Slight, maybe. No.
1: I'll pass as well.
2: Uh, Liam Neeson.
1: No. This is what was before. Liam do back in 89? Yeah, don't don't this is before taking. Ch- no 93 or
2: 94? Uh, I don't even know who Michael Nury is. But Yeah, I was going to say, me. I don't know who that is. Pass. Uh, Gary Oldman.
1: No, I don't think he has the right mm-hmm. energy for no, it. No, but Gary Oldman's super underrated. But I no.
2: agree. Uh, Robert Patrick, the T-1000.
0: No, this is pre-T-1000. Yep. I say pass on him.
1: Robert Patrick, overrated, underrated.
2: Eh, overrated. Depends on like, he's in. Yeah, I like Robert
0: Patrick.
1: Uh, Bill Paxton.
0: Yes, 100%. I'm always for more Bill Paxton and things. R.I.P. Right. Bill Paxton. I
1: I'm, think with I'm with Joe. I'm with Joe. R.I.P. Respect is given. I do. I credit, love- where credit is due, I mean. So, yeah, I'm with Joe.
2: I love Bill Paxton as well. Uh, for sure. Ron Perlman. This would have been right during that um, uh, Beauty and the Beast Ron Perlman phase.
0: I I mean I I like I I'm gonna this, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an Asia of this one and be like you know what I support uh Ron Perlman
2: so I'm gonna say yeah
1: I support Joe in supporting Ron Perlman
2: <laughs> I support the two of you in supporting Ron Perlman uh Dennis Quaid uh, I don't, I don't like his energy for this uh, I'll, I'll I feel th- like
1: Dennis Quaid was always a poor man's Kevin Costner to me
2: I agree <laughs> I'll throw this one in just because it's funny Randy Quaid no pass <laughs> no okay. Uh, Gary Sinise. I don't know why Gary Sinise would have been considered at this time.
0: Yeah. Pass on Gary Sinise for me. Um,
2: Agreed. Bruce Willis.
0: See, I say, I say no. Cause I think I get more of like a, from this movie. I I think Bruce Willis is more of like, you do the tango role better than like the cash role to me. Yeah. Now keep in mind
2: at the time this was going on, the film was still more serious.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, maybe it's hard. He's so, like Bruce Willis is hard to throw him into like another iconic action movie like this because you just think of him as John McClane. So yeah. it's hard to picture him. But I mean, I guess John McClane and Cash have kind of a similar
1: vibe. So maybe maybe it would work. When was Die Hard? That's probably a dumb question. Oh, so this is like right after Die Hard? Yep. I guess he'll say yes going off that. Like if there was like a similar wavelength or like energy and he could build off that. I yep. guess in that I'll say yes. All right.
2: Last one, James Woods.
1: Uh no pass. I'm I'm not seeing it at all.
2: Yeah, I'm a no for James Woods. <laughs> uh that's it. That's believe it or not, all of them, and there's a lot.
1: That was, a, that was really fun. I really enjoyed doing <laughs> that with you guys.
2: Yeah, well normally I have a lot for the different but lately the movies we've had, I haven't been able to find a ton of them
0: yeah that was crazy i i saw that list and i'm like that's wild they just basically any major male actor in hollywood at that time period that was apparently considered so yeah. but apparently did you see that they said that like the the big rumor was that originally it was like they thought it was like it was gonna be like arnold and sylvester Stallone, but apparently that wasn't true like they never really considered arnold to be in this movie
2: yeah i don't think that that would have worked
0: no, that Arnold couldn't do the cash part at all. I don't think so. And
2: realistically, Kurt Russell is the perfect person to play this. Kurt
0: Russell is really good in this movie. And I, li- I like him and Stallone's chemistry. Like, I like the way they interact in this movie a lot, to be honest with you. This movie has a lot of issues, but I like them together in it.
2: I agree. Like, the, the default of this movie is not with Stallone and, uh, and Kurt Russell's chemistry together.
0: Kurt Russell's great. I love Kurt Russell. I mean, like,
1: yeah, anyways. <laughs> so, I, I agree. The thing is the movie. 1982 thing for me is like top five. Yeah, I love so that So I thing. agree about Kurt.
2: Oh, the thing is one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. You know, no, I love you know, it. You know,
0: I've
2: never, never seen, seen it. it. He's never seen it.
1: I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it if you get to see it someday.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I, uh, this is neither here nor there before we get to the, the ratings, but I've been trying to recently watch. Besides movies for the podcast, but just in general, as opposed to watching the same movies over and over again, I have been forcing myself to watch—not forcing, but trying—to watch movies that I haven't seen. So I will add that to the growing list of movies that I haven't seen to, to watch. So,
2: yep, do it. It's got it's so good. What it. really,
0: what really sways me to watch movies is if I can watch it for free somewhere, then I'll definitely watch it. So, uh, if anyone knows that the thing from nineteen eighty two is streaming anywhere for free, let me know. Hit me up on Discord uh okay so uh anyone have anything else they want to talk about before we rate this or are you ready to get into it lbj i say we rate it let's rate it
2: can i ask a question <laughs> yes <laughs> who do you guys like more with who tango cash who, who, who do you guys like more of the two cash 100
0: yeah i gotta go with cash yeah
1: i like cash too you to we like cash
2: yeah because you know what it's it's kurt russell
1: yeah, I can't. I you think, can't
2: go wrong with Kurt Russell. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's read it. Okay, AJ, you have the option to either go first or have
1: one of us go first. I'm definitely not going first. Okay.
2: Um,
0: I'll go first. Cause I feel like my opinion is probably going to be different. I
2: love
1: like you take
2: it, you took, you finished your drink and you're like, I'll go first.
0: <laughs> it's true. Um, so yeah, I mean, okay. This movie obviously has a lot of faults. Um, it's not a perfect movie. They're, they're, the plot is paper thin. Um, but like, there are some things that are really enjoyable, really enjoyable about this movie. Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone are great together. Kurt Russell is just great in general. I love the way they play off each other. Uh, Jack Balance is always fun. And like, like I said, the last like 25 minutes of this movie are just like it's so insane. And just like you can't picture anything that's more 80s action movie than the end of like they're driving the suit of car and there's guns and it's so wild that like I, I I don't know. I kind of have a weird thing that I I enjoy this movie and I know it's not good, but I'm going to give it... um, Shoot, I'm going to give it three and a half machine guns.
2: All right. I'll go next. Um, I, too, really like Kurt Russell in this. As I do in pretty much everything Kurt Russell's ever done. Kurt Russell's great in everything. Uh, Stallone, I think his character is... Kind of, he tries too hard to not be Sylvester Stallone in this. Um, But his chemistry with Kurt Russell is phenomenal. So that kind of makes up for it. And you're right, the last 20 minutes of this movie are, you know, balls to the wall, classic 80s action. Um, But my expectation was that's what this whole movie was going to be. And I thought it was going to be a much more serious tone. I didn't expect it to be as silly as it was at times. Um, So that kind of irritated me. So I guess, I don't know. I I can't go as high as three and a half for sure. I'm going to say more. uh, I'm going to go three because Kurt Russell's so good in this.
0: Wow. You gave that three as if someone was holding a gun to your head. You did not want to give this three machine guns. I did,
2: but at the same time, I needed to give it – I needed to give it more credit than I was initially going to. All
1: right. What about you, AJ? Man, well, uh, that, that went quick. I appreciate <laughs> you guys going first Crystal and breaking it in. Um, and I don't know if I should. have the last time I was on. Like, I feel like for me, it's like the five-point scale, you know, with the halves. Like, three and a half to me is like a good movie. Like, that's like a solid, like, good movie. And three, three stars for me or three machine guns for me is like decent. Like it's better than all right, but it's not quite good. And then for me, two and a half is like, it's all right. Like it's, I, there's nothing wrong with it. Like for me, there's no shame in being an all right movie, you know? Um, Don't notice respect. And I feel like for me, it's in the two and a half to three range, you know? And I feel like there's so many, and like you guys touched on it really well. There's so many pieces there that like are really cool, you know? Like, I, I don't know if it's like a potential thing so so yeah, it's like totally agree. Like Cash gets a really good time and like the chemistry, it's really cool. And even like Kiki is like a love interest and a sister, like I, I can appreciate that as well, you know. Um and, and like the goons and like we said at the end of the movie when it picks up and you know, this is what I thought it was gonna be the whole time. It's really fun, you know? But like just to get to the rating, it's it's tough. I like and, okay, so it's like if there was like you could do whatever you wanted, I guess it'd be like two point seven five, but I need to be decisive for the sake of the cast and for the sake of letterbox, right? You got to do those halves. (laughs) I'm going to go down to 2.5, but I I feel like I'm being kind of hard on it, but it's also how I feel. Right. Like, and also like, I'm not, it's not so much my wheelhouse or my genre. So maybe that's to say like, it could be even better, you know, for me as somebody who doesn't always like dig into the eighties like that, or dig into action, stuff like that, for me to say, it's an all right movie. It probably means that in the genre, like, like you guys said, it's decent or good.
2: I, yeah. I think you're spot on. I agree.
0: Yeah. I I mean, honestly, if I'm being honest with myself, this is probably a three machine gun movie, but I don't know. I just, for some reason, I think it's just that last 20 minutes, really put it over the top and you get it. But like, probably if you asked me tomorrow, if we did this episode, I'd probably be like three machine guns. I'm just being a little too nice at the moment. But I I, I think like the between two and a half to three and a half is where this movie really lies, to be
2: honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, so, he, totally he, fair. Here's a question: If they were to remake this movie, who would you want to see as Tango and Cash? Well,
0: I will tell you right now. Here, here, listen to this. This is what I want. I want Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, as Tango, and I want Ryan Reynolds as Cash.
2: Yes, God, that's really good.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if anybody could do any better than that. I feel like, that's, yeah, I agree mean, with l p j. PJ.
2: I was thinking maybe throw Statham in there somewhere, but I think Statham is too. He's he's too martial arts.
0: I mean, you can picture The Rock being like the more straight laced guy, like whatever. And then like uh, Ryan Reynolds is like the, you know, like the more like kind of wild card type guy. Like I think they have the right energy for it. And they share scenes in uh, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, and they're good. yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I hadn't thought about that until you asked the question, but, like, immediately, like, I think that would work 100%.
1: Yeah, that's a great 8 pick, man. That's super well done. That's, I'm, I, I'm impressed and I'm proud. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I love that. you
2: win. I can't, I can't top that.
1: I that's I what I that. think about like younger Dwayne you know when I think about like Dwayne when he was first getting into acting whether it's like walking tall or like get smart I'm sure there's way better examples out there you know but like yeah. when he had the hair and stuff I feel like like <laughs> the gain like the gains I feel like were even a little bit scaled back I feel like that Dwayne would be like on point like yeah. when I think like get smart Dwayne I could see that fitting really yeah. well yeah
2: you know what you're right the get smart Dwayne Cause he was really straight laced
0: when, when he was just a big guy before he became basically like the living version of the incredible Hulk.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's good. Wow. That you, you know what you win, you solved it. Well done. Case closed. Case yeah, closed. You, wow. you, you
1: get, you get five machine guns for that pick. Yeah. for <laughs> Those picks who got um, five machine guns. That is
2: Thanks, the answer. Like yeah. there's no debate. That is the answer.
0: There we go, Hollywood. Uh, we know Hollywood just in general. We know you listen to our podcast, The you know Rock and, and Ryan Reynolds. You're listening. Make it happen.
2: And Ryan Reynolds and The Rock, they we know they want to make a movie together. They've talked about it.
0: Well, you know they they actually do because they have that that movie that's coming out on Netflix oh, that that's they right. made.
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they made that movie. Them and Gail uh, Gadot. Yeah. Gal Gadot made Gale that Gideon, movie. Today. You know. Yeah. Whatever they have that movie that's coming out of Netflix. But anyways, if you're going to make another movie, uh, and you can both promote your alcohol brands, your aviation gin, and your Tequila, it's great. I'm just saying. I think it, I think it would be great. Tango and Cash remake. I'm behind it.
1: 100%. Can I ask? A, can I ask a random favor of Hollywood?
0: Of course, they're, they're, they're listening. Listen, hundred percent listen, So is. whatever
1: you got, Hollywood. I implore you. I ask you, please, like green light more unique and creative scripts like colossal with like jason sudeikis and like anne hathaway more stuff like that please like i know that's probably more like a three machine gun or like three star thing but more like creative and fresh and unique stuff What we, we need it
0: no you're not wrong i i agree i mean i mean i think there's definitely a tendency to be they don't want to make any you know like the safe bet is like what's this ip everyone knows what's the sequel you know and like if, if that was the case with everything, you know, we wouldn't have like a, like we talked, I mean, last episode we talked about like a John Wick. That's not an existing IP. That's not a, a comic book movie or whatever. That's an original idea, you know? So I think you, even in the the sense of the genre of the action movie, you need like these original ideas, like a crank or, you know, crank's another good example. God, why have we like done that.
2: a crank yet on this show?
0: I don't know. Uh, we're going to talk uh, – After this episode, but I think I I have an idea now for our next two episodes, but I I will talk to you off air
2: about it. All right. Done. Sold. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, um, where are we in the show? We're at the the end. You're going to do You're going to do any plugs you want to do. Oh, plugs. There we go. AJ, is there anything you wanted to plug?
1: Uh. Um, so sci-fi, AJ on Letterbox. You know, so uh, yeah, we're we're almost at fourteen hundred films logged, which I feel like wow. for me would be like a cool wow. milestone. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if that's like a plug. That felt like kind of a flex, so I feel kind of like skeezy for that. But but it's a cool thing for me, so I appreciate Joe and LPJ listening to me share about but, a cool thing on my movie watching experiences or my movie watching journey. But, uh, but yeah, I, and if anybody doesn't know what Letterbox is, you know, I think it's a super cool app. Um, it lets you. Like it has like a diary feature, so you can like log films as you watch them, and you can like look up actors, and it'll like show you what of their stuff you've watched and what of your stuff, what of their stuff you haven't watched. Same thing with directors. Um, yeah, like and there's reviews and like people kind of like make memes as reviews too. So if you like movies, I would encourage you to check out Letterbox, and you can find me on there. But uh, yeah, besides that, that's really it. You know, I'm I'm just chilling watching movies, logging on Letterbox. Honored a solid to be with plug. you guys when you guys will have me on.
0: It's a solid <laughs> plug. And people can also find you in the Discord, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You you know, Sci-Fi AJ and and the Gamesilla Discord I'm around, you know? So, uh, yeah, DMs or whatever, or tags you guys want to talk about movies or anything else, you know?
2: Yep. Yeah, if you want to talk movies, especially, like, horror movies, (laughs) AJ's the man. (laughs) Yep. Um, All right. Uh, Patrons, thank you so much. We appreciate you. If you are not a patron and you want to become one, we would appreciate it. Uh, you can join us at the one dollar or five dollar tier. At the five dollar tier, you get our extra show, the post credit scene, uh, along with an extra show from all the shows here on the Games of the Media Network, uh, like like Noobs and Dragons and uh, uh, Legend of Retro. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, check them out. We've also got all kinds of streamers that you can watch. Craig WK has gone back to streaming, which is enjoyable because he does voices and stuff while he's okay. streaming. It's it's a it's a hoot. Um <laughs> it's a hoot. It's a hoot. <laughs> it's a hoot. And uh yeah, there's all kinds of fun things. And then you can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter sometimes, uh, mostly Instagram. And uh and and feel free to interact with us. Uh if you message us on Instagram, I will likely message you back. Um yeah, I like chatting with people. And then definitely join our Discord. Yeah discord's cool uh if you go to gamezilla at the bottom of the page is our discord link join discord chat with us let us know what movies you like what movies you don't like uh or join any one of the number of other topics on our discord uh server we talk about all kinds of things there's one for each one of the shows on the network and all kinds of topics uh our food channel is surprisingly <laughs> active Like, people are always talking in our food chat
0: about. I I, I think the food chat is more active than our last action podcast. It is.
2: No, you're not wrong. The food chat blows up. Like, I'm constantly, (laughs) I'll I'll check it periodically and I'll have to scroll like five or six pages down of stuff that I missed. 60 messages. I'm like, good God. (laughs) Yeah. So, we got all kinds of stuff going on on discord. Uh, and if that's what you, if, if you, if you want to talk with us, that's the place to do it.
1: Yep. Uh, can I share another thing about the cord? Another thought about the discord? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh, to anybody that's listening, I might need to hear it today. You know, like, um, you're important and you matter and you have value, you know? So if you just need a place to like share and like be heard and have people like celebrate things in your life with you, I like, seriously, I think discords with like a cool community, like Gamezilla is a super cool place for that. You know? And especially like pandemic, I know it can be hard for people to connect. They have people in the life. So if you like bake something and you're proud of that and you want to celebrate that, get in there and put it in that food channel for sure. And, and you deserve to share that with people and be celebrated with.
2: Absolutely. And you know, that's one of the big things I will say about our discord server on Gamezilla games Um, media. We make it a point to be as inclusive as possible and be as positive as possible. Um, if people are being jerks, They don't stay in our Discord. We remove them. There is no two ways about that. Uh, People have been removed. People have been removed. That's all I'm going to say. So we maintain a very positive environment. Uh, And if you just, you know, you feel like you need, you're like AJ said, if you feel like you need to be heard, chat with us. We'll listen. We absolutely will. Um, And if you just want to share cool things, we have somebody who shares crocheted things that they make. They make these cool, like, Anything you can imagine crocheted, she makes them and she posts them and we we love them. Um, yeah, people, make perlers. people make perlers that we see pictures of. Uh, people cook, you know. I am um, I almost put a picture of the deck that I just refinished up there. But it <laughs> turns out we don't have a carpentry or a, a channel on there because I might be the only one who works with his hands <laughs> like that. I don't know. Uh yeah, just,
1: just put it under collectibles it'll work put it under collectibles yeah. family 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 and pets collectibles sure
2: that'll work here yeah, we have pets the pets blows up quite a bit too uh, <laughs> but anyway yeah so like aj said if you just want to be heard we're listening uh aj thank you for being here as always fantastic guest
0: yeah, it's always a treat to have you on. It's, it, it's really great to get your insight and your thoughts on the stuff, and it's it, it is it's a lot of fun when you're on, so I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, guys. I, I feel loved, you know. I feel loved to be invited. I feel loved to be had on I feel loved to be heard, and I feel loved to have these uh, kind words and praises right now. So thank you, guys. I appreciate it. The, the honor is all mine.
2: I, you, know what I, you know what I also love? I love that I can just drop a movie on you, and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm in. It's, it's true. I
0: feel like when he was on before, we're like, hey, you want to watch double team? And he was like, <laughs> okay. you you like, like yeah. You're of the these, worms oh,
2: in that, sure.
0: <laughs> one of these days, we'll, we'll watch a a legitimately good movie with
1: you, I swear. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I, I mean, it's like it's like Joe said, you know, about trying to watch those things you usually wouldn't watch. And I need that. I feel like we all need that to get pushed out of that comfort zone. So to me, it's like the best when somebody's like, hey, do you want to watch this, especially for a reason? You know, yeah. like, do you want to watch this and take notes on it and actually pay attention and not scroll your phone and dick around and like try to like engage with this film? Like, I need that in my life for sure. So I, I appreciate it. The, the more random, the better. Especially when you can watch it on Tubi for free, and you have to for watch
0: a couple, a couple of ads. <laughs> and that's when you
1: score your phone.
0: No yeah, ads. No ads. No uh-uh, Not well, I, doing it. No ads. Well, anyways, uh, thank you again, AJ. Look forward to having you on again. Uh, like I said, maybe next time
2: we'll let you pick a
0: movie so you don't have to put up with this, but uh, we do appreciate it.
2: All right. Well, that said, this episode of The Last Action Podcast has been terminated
0: but we'll be back